You are listening to a replay of last night's live edition of the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on the ColorCast app. If you'd like to listen live, I've left a link in the description. Also, if you're an out-of-market Patriots fan who can't get the game live, or you're just looking for alternative commentary, I've been signed as the ColorCast Patriots Superfan, doing play-by-play and analysis for every Patriots game this season. Again, if you're interested with anything that I'm doing on ColorCast, you can download the ColorCast app with the link I've left in the description. The Patriots face the New York Giants on Sunday in the next few days are simple. Move past the Dolphins loss and get ready to see Mac Jones go to battle. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to this Wednesday, September the 15th, 2021 edition of the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on ColorCast. Don't forget that you can catch the show live Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the ColorCast app. If you are new to the Patriots News Desk, it's brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, and we cover the New England Patriots in many different ways. You can catch us on YouTube for our fan-driven DPN live show where our audience has control of the content. We make videos on Newsbreak where you can get quick breakdowns of all the latest Patriots news. We have a Patreon page where you can get exclusive content and live shows. And of course, I'm here on ColorCast doing the Patriots News Desk, but I'm also the Patriots Superfan doing play-by-play for every Patriots game this season right here on ColorCast right up until I call our New England Patriots winning Super Bowl 56. So make sure that you tune into my alternative commentary here on ColorCast. And if you can't catch the Patriots News Desk live... The podcast will be available at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the same day of the show, and you can download it wherever you download your podcast. Just search Dear Pats Nation. We also stream a replay of the Patriots News Desk uh, the next day at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel. Uh, You can find the links to our content and social media in our profile on ColorCast. If you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, I've left a link in the description there. And I've got a pretty good show lined up for you. I prepared a couple of different stories. Uh, the first story we're going to cover it is the how the Patriots are still upset about giving the game away to the Dolphins. Second story I'm covering is how Mac Jones' teammates are ready to go to battle with them. Of course, we're going to hear the Patriots fans when we answer the Pats Nation question of the day, which is what should be the Patriots' game plan to beat the Jets on Sunday. And of course, we're going to do my favorite segment, the Patriot versus social media. And that's enough talking for now. It's time to get this show started. And let's get started with my first story that I prepared on Newsbreak. And it's called, The Patriots are still upset about giving the game away to the Dolphins. And the New England Patriots have historically been a team that's able to move on from the week to week, right? Regardless of the result, right? Tough, fought-out victory against a divisional rival. We're on to Cincinnati. Blown out on Monday Night Football. We're on to Cincinnati. It's an attitude that we've grown accustomed to and that every coach and player adopts when they get to New England. However, the week one loss of the Miami Dolphins seems to be sticking with the Patriots a little bit. Uh, According to Karen Garigian of the Boston Herald, Ivan Fears is not a happy man. She said the Patriots' longtime running backs coach takes pride in making sure that his charges hold on to the football and ball security is number one on his priority list. Quote, the one thing that we preach about more than anything in the world is ball security. It was like the classic thing that you wouldn't expect to happen. 
you know, that we would actually give the ball away, give the damn game away by turning the ball over in the last few minutes of the game when we were in scoring position. He told reporters during a Zoom call on Tuesday. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to accept. And for Damien, that stings like a son of a gun. And there are high expectations on the Patriots this season, not just across the fan base, but after the most eventful offseason during the Bill Belichick era, there are expectations across the organization as well. So dropping a winnable game seems to be hanging around the locker room a little longer than it usually does. Now, Garigian continued her report saying that fears couldn't hide his disappointment during the call, saying, quote, hell yeah, you know it. I can't hide it. That hurt. It hurt everybody, he said. One thing we used to take pride in was not giving the game away, and we gave the game away. We took away our chance to win the game, and we can't do that. There's no way you feel good about that. Now, guys, Damian Harris is normally a reliable running back, and Region reports that Fears believes Harris will do a better job of holding on to the football starting Sunday against the Jets, saying, quote, I feel confident Damian is going to step up to the plate on this. I really do, he said. And though Harris's fumble uh, that ultimately cost the Patriots the game, uh, Fears' criticism was harshest for rookie running back Ramadre Stevenson when he said, quote, you have to understand how important the ball is, and I hope he learns from Damian on that situation, how devastating it is when you give up the ball, said Fears. He's got to learn that no matter when the ball comes out, even though you may think you're down, the evidence doesn't always back you. So you have to hand the ball to the official. It's what you got to do. That should be your goal. You get tackled, you're the one handing the ball to the official after every time you touch it. That's the way we got to approach it. He's got to learn that lesson. Now, obviously, New England is still feeling the effects of that Sunday loss, but they have the opportunity to right the ship this Sunday when they take on the New York Jets. And we're about to move into the Pats Nation question of the day, which, of course, is what should be the Patriots game plan to beat the Jets on Sunday? But before we do, I need to tell you about the Newsbreak app. Newsbreak isn't only a sponsor of Dear Pats Nation. I'm also a content creator for Newsbreak covering the New England Patriots. Because there's always so much New England Patriots news out on the market, make sure that you stay up to date with all of our content because you may you want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything. And if you're looking for a place to get more free Dear Pats Nation content, then make sure that you head on over to Newsbreak. Almost every single day, I post a minimum of two videos breaking down the latest New England Patriots news. So stay up to date with all the newest Patriots content by going to www.newsbreak.com slash Dear Pats Nation. You can also find the link to our Newsbreak page in our profile here on ColorCast using the website link. And if you're listening to this podcast or watching the replay on YouTube, I've left the Newsbreak link in the description. Downloading the Newsbreak app puts money directly in our pockets. It only takes you 30 seconds, but it's the easiest and freest way to support Dear Pats Nation. Plus, the free Newsbreak app will keep you up to date with all of your local news, plus the Dear Pats Nation content. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Newsbreak app by clicking the website link on our profile here on ColorCast or clicking the link in the description of this podcast or YouTube video. All right, now it's time for what I'm pretty sure is everybody else's favorite segment, and it's the Pats Nation question of the of the day. And today I'm asking, what should be the Patriots' game plan to beat the Jets? So here's here's what I think. I think it's pretty crystal clear that the Patriots just have to bounce back from their loss against the Miami Dolphins last week. Uh, and playing the projected bottom of the AFC East isn't a bad place to start, uh, if we're going to be perfectly honest. That doesn't mean that... The game is going to be some walkthrough, 
the Patriots are still playing an NFL team and they're still going to need to execute their game plan. But what is the Patriots game plan? Trango Basil Vaughn, a fan sided, believes that the Patriots are going to need to be up for this and they're going to need to be on high alert. And here's what he wrote. The Patriots will have to play with urgency to avoid falling 0-2 and more importantly, 0-2 in the division. If they avoid penalties and turnovers, they should have no problem taking care of Wilson and the Jets. However, these games tend to always be tough no matter where the two teams are in the standings. Now, the only reason that I could say that this game could be a little bit different than a typical divisional game is because the Jets have a new coach, they're struggling with injuries across the offensive line, and they're still not a very good team. Uh, Bill Belichick also eats most rookie quarterbacks for breakfast. So yes, I agree. The Patriots need to play with urgency, but as Vaughn said, New England should be able to take care of business pretty easy. Now let's take a second look at uh, Zachary Wilson, uh, because like Mac Jones, uh, he's going to be the center of attention for New England. All eyes are on Wilson in New York, right? And like Jones, he showed early indication that he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. Uh, here's what Belichick said about Wilson this week. He said, quote, he's a very athletic player. He had a long production in college, a lot of production in college. The play is kind of never over when he's got the ball in his hands. Belichick said he can get out of trouble, run. He can make all the throws. He's got a really good arm. As I said, he's had a ton of production at BYU. So I'm sure that'll translate to the NFL, uh, here over the course of his career. Now, I'm sure Belichick knows a lot more than he's saying because that's just Belichick, but what caught my attention was that Belichick was projecting the future and not talking about the present when it came to Zach Wilson, which could indicate that for the moment, Belichick has an idea of how to stop him. Now, getting back to the Patriots game plan, Vaughn lays what the Patriots need to do both offensively and defensively to win the game on Sunday. Along with containing and making life miserable for Wilson, the Patriots secondary will be challenged with keeping the Jets receivers, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, and Elijah Moore from making big plays in the passing game. On the offensive side, the New England Patriots running backs and tight ends should have a productive day. Damian Harris will be out to make up for his fumble from a day ago, and Jones will utilize tight ends, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry a bit more. The Patriots have a good opportunity to put the Miami game behind them and get back on track with a win over New York on Sunday. And Wilson and the Jets will make things difficult for New England, but I think we should be expecting a Patriots victory. So you've heard my opinion on the subject. You've heard what Vaughn had to say on the subject. It's now time to hear from the Patriots fans themselves. And those Patriot fans come from the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. And before we get started, let me take 30 seconds and tell you why you should join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. For only $5 a month, we guarantee you four exclusive videos per week discussing all the latest New England Patriots news. We answer all your comments and questions. Every second Friday, we will host a live hangout exclusive for Patreon members where you have the option to join us on the screen or watch the hangout and participate in the chat boxes. We also send our daily Pats Nation question of the day out to the DPN for the DPN live show and the Patriots news desk. If you leave a comment, ask a question, it's guaranteed to be answered. So come join the Loyalty Club on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. And you can find our Patreon link in our profile here on ColorCast. 
And if you're listening to the podcast or watching the replay on YouTube, I've left the link in the description. All right. Now that you've heard how you can join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club, it's time to see what Pats Nation has to say about it. Earlier this afternoon, I asked the Loyalty Club the Pats Nation question of the day, which is, what should be the Patriots' game plan to beat the Jets on Sunday? And here's what Pats Nation had to say. Thomas says, first of all, we should not consider this game already won. The defense should go heavy on the pass rush. The offense should go into that 50-50 mix of running and passing. Overall, I hope there are different units were adjusted over the week so that we can see more of the tight ends. Also, I would like Stevenson to be in the starting lineup just to see if he had learned something from that horrible mistake last game. Max should just go on like last game and improve further and please let Taylor play. No experiments with special team guys. Do your job. Uh, Thomas and I are on the same page. A lot of times I turn around and say, oh, Thomas, this, that. No, I'm Thomas and I are on the exact same page. First of all, J.J. Taylor. I hope that J.J. Taylor's playing this game. If you watch the game against Carolina, and the thing is, don't forget it, with the Jets, we only have so much tape, right? We only have the Carolina game. So it's not like we could watch two, three, four games. I usually like to watch a team's best performance and worst performance before they play the Patriots and figure things out, but we didn't have that option with the Jets. But they had a difficult time with Christian McCaffrey. Like McCaffrey didn't make their life easier. And because of that, I believe that the Patriots could go run heavy, but also pass with the running backs. And yes, James White will be a big part of that. But I don't believe that James White is a true change of pace quarterback. I believe that JJ Taylor is that real change of pace quarterback, especially if you have some doubts about Ramondre Stevenson. I get he was being punished and, and I broke down the whole Ramondre Stevenson thing yesterday, so I don't have to get into it today. But I think I think missing J.J. Taylor would be big in this Jets game. I agree with you. I want to see 50-50. I want to see the tight ends use more. Defensively, um, they need to clean up those slant routes because they got absolutely torched by the Dolphins. Two or three, like 180 yards, 111 of those came on yak yards, and those came from those short slants. So they got to make sure that they're cleaning that up. And, yeah, they got to get pressure pressure on, on Wilson. He can move, but... The Patriots done good jobs with other quarterbacks named Wilson who can move as well. The only thing I think that worries me is because they have the opportunity for a mobile quarterback, I could see Belichick running his own defense again. That's usually what he does when he's doing quarterback contain. And yeah, I totally agree that the Patriots, well, I guess as fans, I don't think the Patriots will ever go into a game believing that they've won the game. But I think as fans, I I believe the Patriots are going to win, but they still got to play the game. You're absolutely right. Alex said, I would try some more challenging throws for Mac and see how he takes it. Uh, They don't have too much defense, so they shouldn't be able to stop what we throw at them. I would like to see Mac Jones throw something deep to Nelson Aguilar to show his accuracy downfield. So again, their corners actually did pretty good when I watched that tape. And I was talking with Richie over at uh, New York Media, and he will be on the DPN live show tonight as well. And he was talking about how surprised, I guess, Jets Nation or whatever, the Gang Green, whatever they call themselves, they were surprised by how good the cornerbacks played because they were supposed to be one of the weaker points. So I don't know how many opportunities are going to be there. Like, And, and I think that the Patriots are going to move a little bit better in this game because when you think about the Miami game, like I think we have to really acknowledge Miami's going to be like a top five defense. 
uh, the Buffalo Bill, or sorry, the New York Jets are nowhere close to a top five defense. So I would like to see him take a shot down the field, but the receivers are going to have to get open as well. That's one of the bigger problems. If you look at the tape from the Miami game, they didn't get open a whole lot, and that that's an issue. That, that, and that, that was one of the issues. They need to get open. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Alex, for your comments. Matt says, you could go in any direction, run game, pass game, or even defense, could intercept the ball and take it in for some touchdowns to win the game. But since we need to beat the tar out of the team, why not a little bit of all three? I think Mac Jones uh, will be going to have a, is going to have a great game. So we'll have the defense in this game, and I hope uh, this will let us get back on track for this season. And I think one of the more important things is, yes, Zach Wilson can move around. He can create plays. He's still a rookie, though, and the Patriots have a lot of veterans in that backfield. They have a lot of veterans on on the front seven. So if the Patriots can get the pressure and they can use the athletic players they have, then I believe that they could be, you know, picking off some balls just because Wilson's going to make some bad decisions because he's a rookie. Interestingly enough, Josh Uche was one of those guys who played less than 30% of the snaps the last play. He's still a role player on the Patriots. And I get that. You had Matt Judon play 78 but because of Uche's athleticism, I wonder if he's going to get more this game. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they'll just be happy with Judon out there. I expect a lot of Kyle Duggar playing out of the box in that strong safety position. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Jets' tight ends aren't very good. They drop a lot of footballs. So, uh, I, I'm confident. I'm not overly confident, but I'm confident for this game. Thank you, Matt, for your comment. And finally, last but not least, Mike who didn't write me a novel, and I appreciate that. And I also believe that he is watching live on the Patreon channel as well. So I appreciate you not writing a novel, Mike, as I wink. Uh, The Pats definitely need to use this game plan to tighten up some of the loose screws that we saw in Miami. Have Have the offensive line needs to flex its muscle and see what we can do with the running game. Also, let Matt Cook put a few more of those seam routes and deep shots in the game plan and see what he can do with them. I'll be very disappointed if the defense doesn't come to life this game and impose its will as well. Uh, they've got a, they got their mulligan week. It's time to make up. It's time to wake up boys. Let's go. He actually uh, made a, an acronym for a curse word there, but I'm not going to use that here on the news desk. Uh, look, you're, look, I think we're all kind of on the same page and I appreciate your comment, Mike. Um, we're all on the same page. We're all just, you know, we want to see the Patriots, uh, light it up again. I'm going to point out, I don't think that they kind of, I don't think they kept the training wheels on Mac Jones when it came to throwing those deep balls. I believe that it came down to just the Patriots receivers not being able to get open. And I mean, stop me if you've heard that before, but it's the truth. And and I don't know if that's on the Patriots receiving court or if that's more on just how good the Dolphins secondary is. And I think that this week will be a good indication and we'll kind of get that answer. So it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, thank you. It's always great to hear from the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club. Thank you guys uh, who wrote in. If you want to get the perks of the Loyalty Club, make sure that you come check us out on Patreon. And listen, if you enjoy the Patriots News Desk and you're looking for uh, more Patriots content and a more sort of relaxed atmosphere, come check out Dear Pats Nation live show on YouTube where my boy Connor and I talk about 
the Patriots and get into whatever kind of shenanigans our viewers get us into. It's 100% fan driven. You ask the questions, you make the comments and Connor and I try to take care of the fun. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation live show every Sunday through Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. We also do our post games on Patriots game days. You can find the link to our YouTube channel in our profile here on ColorCast. And for those who are listening on the podcast, it is in the description. And it's now time for my favorite segment of the night. It's the Patriots versus social media. I go on Twitter and find some tweets from members of the Patriots media and NFL insiders. I share the tweet here, but then I give my responses. I don't know if you like it or not, but I'm a social media junkie. So this segment, it's really for me. So Craig Colandy tweeted out today, quote, you can't win football games in the National Football League playing like we did the other day. We played a great game besides the turnovers and besides the penalties. Hunter Henry on his evaluation of week one. And I agree because the Patriots were better than the Miami Dolphins in almost every statistical category outside of penalties and turnovers. And I'm, I'm look, I'm, I'm almost done talking about the Miami game. It's really time to start focusing in on the New York Jets, but that was an eye opener because we've never seen, I can't, at least in my memory, I cannot remember a Belichick team that looked that undisciplined in so many different ways. And it's going to be vital for the Patriots this week to play mistake free football. It's going to be vital that they hold on to that ball and they don't take those dumb penalties and negate plays. Like I think Kendrick Bourne lost like 54 yards of receiving just because of negated, because of negated by penalties. And I know that people are like, there's been a concern about the red zone, right? Four red zone trips, only one touchdown. Well, one of those red zone trips turned into the Damian Harris fumble. So that's not on Mac Jones. And I know, and it was more people talking about Mac Jones, but that's not on Mac Jones. And then the Patriots got to first and goal on the one yard line. But Heron, I think it was Heron who took a penalty on the right side of the field. It wasn't even involved on the side of the field the play was happening on. It was a stupid holding call. So instead of first and goal from the one-yard line, which probably would have been a touchdown, the Patriots had like second and 20 from the 30. And ultimately, the Patriots had to settle for a field goal. So I think that there was a little bit of an overreaction to the Patriots' red zone efficiency last week. And there wasn't enough of reaction from sort of, the, and I think a lot of the reaction of the, you know, here's the stats, here's the this, here's the that, was from the people who didn't watch the game. That's why we're going to have Richie on tonight. I was on Richie's show this afternoon, and I did my research. I watched the game. I, I made some notes about the good things that Jets do, the bad things that Jets do. Because I, the only way that you can really give a true assessment of the team is if you pay attention to them. That's why I, I, like, I pay attention to the Patriots. That's why I talk about the Patriots. There's a lot of teams that I can't talk about because I don't watch them enough. But I watched the Jets, and yeah, listen. What the Patriots did in the red zone wasn't ideal, but there's an explanation for three of the four. So technically, the Patriots were probably on pace to score three out of four touchdowns in the red zone. And said settled for two field goals and a fumble. Dakota Randall says, at minimum, the Patriots' decision to trade Sony Michelle before the start of the season already is a legitimate second guess. Yes, I was second guessing it when they did it. 
And I understand people's reaction to Sony Michelle. I understand people believing that Sony Michelle is not as good as he once was or, oh yeah, he's a bust. I get all that. But look what happened last week. You bench Dame, Ramondre Stevenson. James White then becomes your primary back. I saw a point today that made so much sense to me. When they were talking about Damian Harris's fumble, and they were saying he was exhausted. You could see him physically exhausted. Well, guess, and, and that was a concern of mine. We talked about that at the beginning of the year, or before the season started. We were talking about this in February already. I said, we can't have Damian Harris run the ball 30, 40 times a game. 25 times a game. He's going to get tired. The Patriots run by committee for a reason. Keep guys fresh. But it was just Harris, 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 James White. Then Brandon Bolden had to come into the game. Now, I get J.J. Taylor could have came in and done something a little bit different. But think about it, though, guys. Who's your power back? It's Damian Harris. I like the opportunity of the switch between Harris and Sony Michelle, that platoon. Then you got Ramondre Stevenson. Then you got James White and you have J.J. Taylor. And you leave Brandon Bolden as an IR or as an inactive. Again, I Belichick better not turn around and decide that special teams is more important than the run game. Because at this point, they just they really can't do that. All right, guys. We're pretty much coming to the end of the Patriots news desk here. Uh, thanks to everyone who has tuned in. I appreciate it. Thanks to all the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Cup members who weighed in on the Pats Nation question of the day. Don't forget, if you'd like to contribute to the Patriots news desk or DPN live show, check out uh, the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. I promise you'll enjoy what you see. And with that being said, it's time to get into my last story that I prepared of the, of the day. And it's called the Patriots teammates are ready to go to battle for Mac Jones. And Wednesday is a strange day of the week, right? We're three days removed from the Patriots loss to Miami, and we're still four days away from the Jets game on Sunday. So today should be and will be the last day that we sort of wrap up what happened last Sunday and turning our attention to this upcoming Sunday. And Chris Mason of Mass Live is reporting that Mac Jones took a beating in his Patriots debut. The rookie was hit nine times by Dolphin defenders, and that put him under siege from all levels of defense. But Jones continued to pop up, dust himself off, and jog back to the huddle. He finished the game 29 for 39 for 281 yards and put the Patriots in a position for a game-winning field goal when a Damian Harris fumble let that slip away. I don't even think the biggest of Patriot haters could say anything negative about Mac Jones' debut. He was poised. He dealt with the pressure. you know, And he made, he made Bill Belichick look good, let's face it. Because if Mac Jones would have come out and not looked the way he did, there would have been a lot of people questioning the decision to cut Cam Newton. But ultimately, the discussion is over. Done. Kaputs. Finished. And, you know, Mason continued by saying, in a Wednesday morning press conference at Gillette Stadium, tight end Hunter Henry spoke glowingly of the quarterback. Quote, he's super selfless, standing in the pockets and taking those shots and throwing the ball. That shows a lot to the linemen, tight ends, and receivers. That's big time, Henry said. He's going to continue to have to do that, and we're going to have to protect him better. We're going to have to do things different for him. 
but he's a selfless player and I'm excited to continue to work with him. What I took from Hunter Henry's words was the Patriots players love Mac Jones. They love what Mac stands for on the field. And Hunter Henry essentially just said, if Mac Jones is ready to go to battle for me, I need to be prepared to go to battle for Mac Jones. And that's exactly how you want a football team to operate. That's the mindset you want them to have. And to me, that makes Mac Jones that much more impressive. When a rookie is able to walk into a locker room full of veterans, full of leaders, and demand the respect he's been given, let me ask you a very serious question. What more could you ask for from Mac Jones right now? All right, Pat Station, that's all we got for you today. Don't forget to check out the Dear Pat Station Loyalty Club on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive video, live stream, play-by-plays, and you get to take part in our live shows. So check out the Patreon Club. Make sure you download the Newsbreak app and stay up to date with all the Dear Pat Station content. We release a minimum of two short videos a day covering all the newest New England Patriots news. So come check us out on Newsbreak. If you came late for the 7 p.m. start, make sure... You're here on time tomorrow. That's the first thing for the Patriots News Desk. That's exclusively live on ColorCast. And if you want to download the podcast, you can head on over to any of the podcast networks. Just search up Dear Pats Nation. It will be available at 9 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. We will also release a replay of the Patriots News Desk live on ColorCast at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube page tomorrow. Speaking of YouTube, don't miss the Dear Pats Nation live show hosted by Connor and myself, our fan-driven live show. It's a show for Patriots fans made by Patriots fans. Thanks to everybody who tuned in to the Patriots News Desk live on ColorCast. Don't forget to be here Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can also find me here on the mic for every Patriots game this season when I do play-by-play and analysis for the Patriots games, and I will do that right up until the Patriots win, trust me, win Super Bowl 56. And to be honest with you, that's all I have to plug for now. So until next time, thanks so much for tuning in to the Patriots News Desk. And always remember, the Patriots... The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.